Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like, truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello, and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Dori Shafrir. Oh, I'm Kate Spencer. And we're not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And you can call us to talk about serums or text us at 781-591-0390. You can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website, forever35podcast.com, for links to everything we mentioned on the show. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Twitter, we're at forever35pod. Instagram, we're at forever35podcast. I would say we're much more active on Instagram than we are on Twitter. Indeed. Who needs Twitter? And, I mean, and you can join the Forever 35 Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash forever35podcast. The password is serums. Kate Spencer. Yes. How are you? Well, I guess I'm fine. You know? Okay. I'm I'm quarantine fine, Dory. Quarantine fine. Yes. I so feel that. Now, can I I be superficial and yet vulnerable? 
Always. I mean, isn't that kind of the tone of this podcast? Yes. <laughs> Go on. I kind of ha- feel, look, I want to embrace aging. As we have discussed, aging is a privilege, right? Like it is a privilege totally. to be on this earth another day. Yes. I want to cherish myself and love myself for who I am, and not what I look like. All that being said, my forehead wrinkles have really come in. Okay, okay. They've arrived. They've okay. they've arrived. Like there's there's quite a leap between like my late thirties forehead wrinkle situation. Anyway, okay. my, my late thirties and, and my early forties. Like I just I have forehead wrinkles now. That's that's who I, I am. Yeah. I'm an okay. expressive talker. Yeah. I love to raise a brow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I feel like quarantine is really like the lines in my face are like, oh, you've been home for seven months. <laughs> the world is a, a hellfire that you can't escape. And oh, God, no one in our government solving anything. Oh, I'll, hey, it's me. New wrinkles, like just fucking <laughs> highways Let's across my brow. <laughs> How do I embrace this without like, falling into the the trap of picking my face apart it's very hard i wish i had the answer i think these are you know i think that radical self-acceptance is a is a lofty goal very hard to achieve in my opinion it's hard to fight the patriarchy the internalized misogyny that i know i still carry around oh hello every day i talk to it I'm, you know, I'm trying to overcome it, but it's a slow process. And, you know, all of our listeners in their 20s, like, they grew up with more body positive messaging than we did. This is true. Like, we have so much unlearning. We have decades of unlearning to do. So... You know, if you're 25 and you're like, hey, Kate and Dory, why aren't you espousing radical body acceptance? Like, give us some time, okay? (laughs) Oh, yeah, this is really. (laughs) We're working on it. We're working through everything. Be gentle with us, young, young people who are better at loving themselves than we are. Yes. I mean, geez, this this stuff is so deep rooted and it's so just like the messaging that we grew up with and the messaging that we internalized is really difficult to shed. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it'll I'll ever be able to shed it, quite frankly. Yeah. So I don't know. Is there a world in which I can love who I am and what I look like, but also poke collagen into my forehead? I'm going to say yes. Okay, great. There now, is. I mean, I don't even know if this is possible in in the midst of a pandemic. But look, if you're someone who's poked their head with stuff, t- talk to me. Should I do it? <laughs> then what I wonder is like, then am I going to be like, ooh, well, why don't I like put do something about the the hollowing out under my eye. You know what I mean? Like then right, I don't right, I don't right. want to sit and make a list of improvements that I want to make to my 
self or my body or my face. That's not what I'm here for either. It's just, it's just yeah. such a weird, like that feeling of not wanting to care, but it's impossible not to care. Anyway, I'm sorry. I am rambling. No, I totally, totally feel you on this. I see you. And like I empathize. I'm right there with you. Has this year aged everyone else like it's like a dog? Like, are we like I feel like I live a dog year this year. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm actually yes. I'm actually seven years older at the end of 2020 than one year older. Like, yes. It's just been I just feel aged. Yeah. Again, I'm sorry that this is kind of a superficial rant, but it's where I'm at tonight, Dory. I appreciate your honesty. Can I, can I, that we're talking about this? This morning, though, I did stumble upon a TikToker who I'm obsessed with. I woke up, watched this TikTok, and texted it to you. Her name is Sonia Valencia. She is like an over 40 age accepting queen who gives advice about makeup beauty skincare so that was the How other thing her um a person in a facebook group that i'm in shared this really great tiktok she did about applying under eye concealer for women over or excuse me for people over 40 and how we're doing it wrong and like not to do it like people in their 20s because you know you have more creasing under your eyes and it was a revelation mm. and then i was like i need more older women influencers yeah give me your gray hair give me your wrinkles give me your reading glasses which i just purchased today i need my older women to teach me the tricks of the trade the trade being being over 40 (laughs) i love this so i'm i'll we'll link to sonia on our website uh i don't know who she is but she's amazing she's got a large following Hot tips, products I had never heard of. Anyway, I went, I'm going to go deep on her talk later today. My friend, I've talked enough. How are you it's doing over enough. there? <laughs> Thank God, because we do make a podcast where we talk. It's true. Um, um, tell me how your butt is feeling right now. So my butt is feeling good because the office chair that I've been talking about for a while that I said I had ordered finally came. Again, it is the Steelcase Series 1. I really like this chair. It was super easy to put together, okay. which came in a big I feel box. like is rare in an office chair. It's so comfortable. I also never realized how much of a difference it makes to have casters that are specifically for carpet. What are casters? Wheels? The wheels, yeah. Huh. Because you can order your you can order a steel case with casters for f- like har- flooring, hardwood flooring or tile floor, whatever you have, or for carpet. And it just glides so much nicer than my old chair. It's really a game changer. But it's it's just so much more comfortable. It like my old chair didn't go up high enough. It was too um it didn't support my back enough. Like I just felt like I wasn't sitting correctly. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now I just feel so much better. So I'm thrilled. Good. Thank you. 
Body care is important. I mean, that's important for your body to feel good during the day. Totally. And speaking of body care, I also got some more yoga props. I had already had a couple of blocks and a strap, but I bought a bolster and a couple Mm -hmm. of yoga blankets, Mm -hmm. which I feel like has really like leveled up my practice, if you will. Because when I was doing restorative yoga classes, I was just using like a lumbar pillow um, and some like throw blankets that we had around. And it was fine. But having the bolster, I got to say, really makes a difference. Your home practice is really stepping up. It really, really is. I basically have a home gym. (laughs) home yoga studio, home gym, you know, it's all I, happening. I mean, I, I I will say, you know, like we do get a lot of questions about like what are how are we exercising at home right now during this pandemic? And you it, it is hard like, you know, you can like lift soup cans instead of weights, but at some point it is nice to have the things that you might find in like a totally yoga space or a gym space. Yes, that is so true. After, you know, after seven months, you're kind of like, I could really use a bolster. Yeah. And you're also like, I'm not going anywhere. Exactly. You know, like you might as well just get that big old pillow. Plus your son could sit on it. That is so true. (laughs) My dog could sit on it. Yeah. Lots of people could use it. Matt. Yeah. I feel like the blankets I could also use for like, I don't know, picnics. I never go on picnics anymore, but. Theoretically, you know, think of all the picnics you're going to go on <laughs> oh when my this is over. Let's never take so picnics for granted again. Many, I, I mean, there's going to be so many things I don't take for granted again. Oh, what do you like? What kind of silly thing, or besides, like obviously, like hugging our family and like you know the important things? Is there kind of like a silly thing you can't wait to do when this is over? I think just like sit inside at a like a coffee shop even though i don't drink coffee anymore like doing work at a coffee shop <laughs> mm. yeah you know yeah i do know like just to even have the option to do that or to just like sit in a restaurant <laughs> by myself um go to a mall i mean like just these like super basic things, just hanging out with friends, not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I have started hanging out with friends a little bit more, but it's just like we're always masked. It's always outside. It's very careful, like, which is fine. It's just, it is what it is, but it, it would be nice to be able to like go inside someone's house mm-hmm, or like or- sit two feet apart with like lemonades yes or have someone at my house or whatever um i don't know all all of the things what about you i miss the feeling of of going to the mall yes i miss specifically a mall here in los angeles the americana in glendale i just love like i love that going down the elevator i mean the americana is open yeah, but I miss like the bustle. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, maybe there that. is a bustle, but like also I want to be like maskless, wandering into yes, stores. Yes, yes, yes. Smelling things, talking yes. to a salesperson. Totally. Sitting with my kids. I, I just I just miss like also at the holidays. I love going to the mall. I realize that's yeah. just a mall. Something as simple as a freaking mall. I know. <sighs> I know. I know. You know. <sighs> well, Perhaps one day. Well, look, perhaps one day, if collectively as a country, we vote. <laughs> yes, totally. Which is a great segue to introduce our guests. Oh, yes. Kat and Andrea of the Vote podcast. They're amazing. You'll love them. We loved them. They will get you all fired up. They, we had a really fired up. I want to preface this before, intro them. I want to say before we play their interview, we had a really great conversation with them. And Dory and I were like very serious and asking questions about elections and voting. And then we were like, okay, thanks. And they were like, but I, we thought we were going to talk about skincare. <laughs> so then we got to, then we were like, oh, we're so sorry. We're, we were nervous. <laughs> and so then we dug into skincare. So it was great. They were just so cool. I, I think we were like wanting to be serious. Yeah. Meanwhile, we've done that before and people have been like, but wait, what about my night cream? Oh, we've done it. Yes. This happens a lot. Sorry. (laughs) So in addition to amazing information about voting and why it's so important, you're also going to get some great cleanser recs, oil recs. Yeah. Cleanser I hadn't tried. Didn't make it into our cleanser bracket, but I'm excited to try it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's take a pause. Okay. 
if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get oh, into okay, it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like I I I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires and just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, "Oh god, like get this off of me." <laughs> No, thank once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast, but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year, I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like, I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes, Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best. 
with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or Think Like a Boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Our guests today are Andrea Haley and Kat Calvin. We're so excited to have you both on Forever 35. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yes, we're going to having us. Of course. Um, we're going to read your bios and then we're going to get into it. Um, Andrea Haley is the CEO of vote.org, the largest nonprofit, nonpartisan voting registration and GOTV technology platform in America. Over the past two decades, her career has expanded to include fundraising and campaigning for presidential and congressional candidates, historic landmarks, and ballot initiatives. Andrea has extensive experience working with nonprofits, including the Dr. Martin Luther King Memorial on the National Mall and the National Museum of African American History and Culture. And Andrea is a recognized expert on civic engagement and a staunch defender and promoter of democracy. And Kat Kelvin is the founder and executive director of Spread the Vote and the co-founder and CEO of the Project ID Action Fund. A lawyer, activist, and social entrepreneur, Kat has built a national organization that helps Americans obtain the IDs they need for jobs, housing, and life, and that also allows them to go to the polls. Kat has been featured as one of Time Magazine's 16 People and Groups Fighting for a More Equal America, Fast Company's 100 Most Creative People in Business, on Business Insider's 30 Under 30 list, and on the GRIO 100, and together they host Vote the Podcast. So they are basically protecting our democracy. Thank you so much. We're working on it. (laughs) We're doing our best, but no promises. (laughs) All right. Okay. Well, (sighs) we, we are so grateful for the work you do, and this topic could not be more topical. Um, (laughs) So we're going to start with a very, very, very basic question. Why should people vote? Andrea, you want to go first? Yes. Your vote is your voice. It's the way that we hold elected officials accountable. Um, The biggest thing for people to remember is if you don't vote, it doesn't mean that you don't get leadership. It just means you don't have a voice in who that leadership is or what they value. Um, So, you know, the most important reason to vote is to make sure that your voice is heard in our democracy. We can only keep and build a healthy and thriving democracy if citizens are active in it. Yeah, I mean, and I think that I would add to that, you know, voting is not the whole movement, but it's part of every movement. So whether you Mm. care about criminal justice reform, climate change, the homelessness crisis ravaging the nation, whatever it is, you have to march, you have to go to, 
you know, board of supervisors meetings or write your member of Congress or whatever the other things are that you have to do. But voting is also part of that. And if you don't vote, then you're just speaking to the same people over and over again who know that there are no consequences and therefore will not see any need to acquiesce to your desires. And you'll never be able to vote in people who have the same beliefs that you do. So if you want to make change, voting isn't everything, but it is a part of everything. And one of the most powerful tools you could possibly have to create change. Yeah, especially now when so many people are feeling disenfranchised, it's important for everyone to try to get to the polls. And so that leads me to our next question. For someone who maybe has never voted before, what should they know as they go to the polls or fill out their mail-in ballot? I think the most important thing is this year, you have to make your voting plan early. Voting has already begun in many states. So um, go to vote.org, check to make sure you're on the voting rolls and that you're registered. Um, if you are voting for the first time, um, you really want to make sure that you've checked your registration status. And if you are not registered, go ahead and you can use vote.org and register to vote. Um, every state in our country has different deadlines around registration. Um, and early voting, so and different rules around vote by mail. So it's really important that you check out the rules in your state um, to participate, and you don't want to miss any of those uh, deadlines. And then this year, if you're voting by mail, you need to go ahead and turn your ballot around as soon as possible. Um, if you are choosing to vote in person, you want to know if there's early voting in your state or not. If there is, highly recommend participating in early voting. Um, you want to kind of put in a process that will make it so that if something happens, you have a way of fixing it. So if you go in on the first day of early voting and there's a long line, you can go back the second or the third day. But the biggest thing that I want to stress to people is just do not wait until the last minute. Yeah, I mean, I got my ballot yesterday. I voted today. I'm taking it to a ballot drop-off box right after this conversation. <laughs> I, I was just filling out my ballot before we Yay. hopped on this interview, and I'm, I'm planning on dropping it off today. I usually let it sit on the edge of my desk for a while because I'm like, oh, I mean, I have till election day. And today I was like, literally first work break I had. I sat down, I filled it out. I'm turning it in early. Um, and that is, that's something that we all need to like do. Like this is not the year to procrastinate. Um, mm -hmm. And if you have questions about your vote by mail ballot, Spread the Vote actually just launched a website, readtheeffingdirections.com, where we make <laughs> the directions for how to vote by mail in all 50 states plus DC. Really easy and a little bit snarky. Listen, I, you have to have snark through this process, right? It only yeah. makes it better. Without snark, I would not get through 2020. <laughs> enjoy, snark, snark and joy. And <laughs> well, it's snark and joy for Andrea. It's snark and bourbon for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say that I really appreciate your podcast because it's really informative, but it comes with a nice dose of snark. So like, I, I do a lot of <laughs> chuckling as I'm learning. Good. I'm glad that makes us happy for sure. Um, we try to make it, you know, this stuff can get kind of boring really quickly. And we wanted to launch a podcast to make sure that, you know, we were able to deliver this information, but not in such a dry way. Yeah. So can I ask you both, you know, our, our podcast focuses around self-care. And I think Dory and I both think of voting and civic engagement as a really crucial part of self-care. And I, I, was, I was wondering, wanted to know if we could get your opinions on this. Do you consider this a, a part of your own self-care practices? Uh, I mean, so I hadn't until you said that. Now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, that actually makes total sense. I mean, for one thing, the like happiness that I feel now that I've like 
completed my ballot and I know I'm going to go turn it in. It's like the stress is gone and like everyone's going to be freaking out for the next month. And I'm going to be like, whatever, I already voted. I so I think that that like just getting it like done and knowing that I really I feel good about all but one vote. There's a there's always like one position where both sides are shady and you're like, all right, I'm going to choose like what feels like the least shady person, but all the rest I feel very good about. I am, um, but you know, I think that beyond that too, you know, there are really sort of immediate ways to think about self care. Like, are you getting facials and going running or whatever? But there's also the idea that like, I would like to be able to have water for the rest of my life. And I live mm-hmm. in California. So I need to vote for people who also would like for us to have water and perhaps believe in climate change uh, because I can't give myself facials and deep condition my hair without water. And so like just thinking about what my life looks like, you know, I used to be super like apocalypse, like I'm going to be great. I have a bow and arrow. I'm going to like <laughs> defeat all the zombies. And then I was watching Mad Max Fury Road, one of the greatest movies of all time. And I was like, oh my God, I just like realized like in the apocalypse, there's no HBO and there's no wine and like there's no cocktail hour. I don't want to live that life. I don't want to. I want to go out in the first wave. And it's like if I want to continue doing all the things that I love for my self-care practices, I need to make sure that the world and democracy are still around. (laughs) And so I actually need to vote. Yeah. The first thing that popped in my head was it's a self-survival practice as well. Um, And I think that, you know, for me... I think about what's happening in my local community all the time. 105 races across the country last cycle that were local races were decided by 100 votes or less. And that means that we're deciding every day the rules under which we're all going to live and that our family members are going to live and our friends and our neighbors and um, and coming to some sort of you know joint agreement about that. And so um, for me and for my family, there are... Um, uh, you know, some of, some of this is self-survival. I live in a state, Indiana, that uh, while I was growing up did not have uh, any hate crimes legislation. And where does that happen? Like hate crimes legislation happens in your state house, um, your state house representatives. And um, so I think that these things are all directly affect um, your ability to, you know, grow and thrive and, you know, live in a, live in a positive community. And so I think that the, there's, there's a self-survival um, mechanism and then, and a self care mechanism to it because on the self care side, I don't think that I could, if I wasn't working right now in um, a voting organization, I don't know. I think I'd be going <laughs> a little bit, um, a little bit crazy. So, cause every day I get to think about what can you do or build or create or partner into that may have um, an effect in raising the number of people who uh, participate in the process and help build a democracy. Um, so I think that it's, I think it's both. It's self-care and self-survival, which I guess goes hand in hand. <laughs> so your work is sounds very stressful. And I think we are all feeling, or, or, uh, let's say most of us, feeling incredibly stressed during this kind of lead up to the election. There is a lot going on politically, socially environmentally, everything. So how, how do you kind of practice self-care and maybe also like work on letting go of control when you are in the middle of election season like this? And, and maybe a follow-up question, how do you then care for yourself when the elections do not go or the election does not go the way you wanted it to go? Uh, I'm happy to start, Andrea, unless you want to. No, go for it. Uh, I mean, last question first, you know, I, regardless of what happens with our 
state, local, and presidential elections, the work continues on November 4th. Like an election's an election. You know, I have I'm very passionate about some local officials who I really want to win because they state and local officials are actually vastly more important to your everyday life than I'm than the president or Congress. But regardless of what happens, I get up the next day and I go to work. So I don't, there's not a lot of sort of post self care, you know, on the 16th or in 16, I spent like a day drinking bourbon and crying and then I got back to work. So it was like, there was a 24 hour period, but for the most part, it's just like, no matter what happens, no matter who, who wins, this country is still completely broken and still needs a lot of help. So, you know, that that's just, I'm just in, in, you know, movement mode. You just keep working. I'm, Otherwise, though, you know, partially having an amazing team helps. I, I don't I don't have a, you know, a controlled thing because I am just big on delegating as much as possible. And so I always I'm always trying to give up control. I, and I have a great team um, and we have amazing volunteers. And so we have a lot of people who are working and we're focused on what we're focused on. I'm and working steadily towards that goal, which allows um, allows me not to get overly stressed about the larger state of the world because I'm working every day on a particular mission that will help, uh, you know, people individually and communities and the world in a larger sense if we just keep working and is helping every day. And so I think that really helps. Um, but then I also do a ton of stuff outside of work. I watch a lot of TV and movies and I go, well, now to socially distance things with friends, like we go hiking together uh, or I'm beach walks, outdoor walking seems to be the safest thing. So we do a lot of that. I work out a lot um, and have a lot of different sort of hobbies and stuff and take a lot of classes and whatever. I I do a lot of photography, et cetera. So, you know, I'm constantly throwing myself into a lot of other things. And I, and I'm, you know, I, I'm constantly like deep conditioning and twisting my hair and doing facials and whatever. And just like, I'm single and have no kids. So my whole life is really self-care. Um, and it's really, <laughs> I, you know, I'm either working or I'm doing whatever I want to do because I've got extra time in which there is no one to do things for except me and my dog. And he's pretty low maintenance. <laughs> yeah, I think going off of what Kat said, um, I have a really great team. And so that makes everything easier. And Working with Kat makes everything easier too. We have a great friendship and it's wonderful to be in this work um, with somebody that you can trust and who just the other day sent flowers to my house. It's amazing. Um, so she's like, four more weeks. And I was like, yeah. So you kind of cheer each other on. Um, so I think relationships are really important. I think that um, the other thing that I've done recently is, uh, which Kat couldn't have known, is I've started ordering flowers every week for myself as well. And so um, that's and right now I'm looking, there's flowers on the kitchen table on the, um, on the, you know, place where I'm over in the, um, by the grill and then by in the living room. And so I kind of got a little flower crazy. My husband's like, what is going on? Um, and then uh, we do, the weather's still nice here in Indiana where I'm from. So grill outside and hang out outside as much as possible until it gets too cold to do so. And I think that that's it. I mean, it's hard right now. I'm, we're pretty laser focused on serving voters. And of course, when you have, it's not like we have, um, cats right that the work is, goes on past election, but this is the most, you know, intense period of time. And I think in that, um, for, for us right now, but that organ, in that, you just have to stay, grounded and say like, okay, can I take an hour to eat lunch and do something outside of mm. um, my work or something like that and try to pace yourself. But the problem is that especially in this cycle, um, there is so much happening and so much changing in all 50 states. And you really have to um, try to be on top of it. And you keep thinking there's no, 
it can never, it doesn't end. There's never, it's never enough, you know, no matter how many voters we reach, we'll always say, could we reach one more, you know? And, and so then you have to kind of realize, temper your expectations to say that everything that you're doing um, will never feel like enough, but all of it is important. And every moment, how you show up in that moment is important. And I think for me, I start to realize that um, to fully show up and do the best I could do um, uh, for myself and for the team and for voters, uh, you have to, you have to stay healthy. So you try to, you know, eat healthy, try to do all these things. I, to be honest though, I can't say I'm perfect at it. There's a bowl of cookies sitting at my table <laughs> right now by my computer. So, you know, um, but you just do your best, keep going and then make sure that you're pacing yourself after the election a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I think relationships and ordering lots of flowers and drinking a ton of water and uh, those are the most important things. And you, I just realized I forgot something big. Our entire staff has a mandatory two-week vacation after the election, and mm. I'm taking the entire month of December off where my only to-do list is martini-related. So, like, there's also, <laughs> there's also lots of vacation and, like, you know, knowing, okay, there's going to be several months, like Andrea said, where this is our busy period, and so we're just going to, like, really be working hard. But we're going to make up for that by having plenty of time when everybody has to take off and relax. I love that you, know, you suggest oh, that. Oh, sorry. I was just going to, we had a, we had a listener who wrote in who's been working on a campaign in a swing state and was trying to figure out self care practices. And like the, the down, the, the downtime after to care for yourself seems very important. Like mm-hmm. even, even just as a voter, it seems kind of crucial. Yes. Back in 08, I worked, um, in a political media firm and was making radio and TV ads for candidates. And what people don't realize about those ads is that you have to respond within eight hours to anything that comes up um, and get it on the air. So it's not like you can say, oh, I don't work weekends or I can't work late at night or something like that. There's no option because after election day, you can't, you know, the work that you, you don't get to do anything for your uh, candidate. And so um, uh, I remember that particular election cycle uh, had 15 candidates as doing work for inside of this firm. And then afterwards, though, I left and I took a month and did my yoga teacher training and became a certified oh, yoga instructor. Amazing. So it's just kind of like you have to, um, when you're doing this kind of work, you, you know, and you need to expect that you're going to be working really long hours and really, you know, tough hours in service of democracy. Our team right now is working around the clock. And I'm um, so amazed by, by how, how much everybody is, uh, you know, producing, but also I'm aware that that's not sustainable year in, year out. I mean, presidential election year, you're going to have more um, voters coming to vote.org than any, you know, other time. And so I think that uh, it's really important to know that sometimes there are on moments and some and off moments. Sometimes we don't get to strike the perfect balance. Um, but what we can do is make sure that we're taking care of ourselves past, you know, post-election and making sure, and as a leader, you have to make sure you're taking care of your team post-election. I love cats, like mandatory two weeks. Um, and try to stay flexible with people at the moments where you can stay flexible. And then, you know, knowing that when elections are happening, it's go time. I mean, so yes, the it's go time. We're in the presidential election year. Everyone is doing as much as they can. But what about the off cycle? What can what can people like us who don't work for vote.org, who don't work for a voting organization, but want to get involved civically after the election and for elections going forward? 
what can they do when it's not a presidential election year? I think voter well, education is so important too. just knowing, making sure you're really familiar with what's going on in your community. Um, thinking about ways that you can participate in community. We know that people, states that have higher levels of volunteerism also have higher levels of uh, voting. So I think that's just staying informed and realizing that there's actually no such thing as an off election cycle um, mm-hmm. or off year. Uh, there are you know probably local races happening, local initiatives happening. Um, so really the biggest thing that people can do is just stay, stay informed and up to date on what's going on in your community and how it might be affecting you and people around you. Uh, Kat, what were you going to say? I, I mean, A, the, the same thing that it's always an election year that we have to stop just focusing on the presidential election. 75 to 80% of the decisions that affect your everyday life are made by local and state officials. So you like, there's always a school board election, which are really important or state legislature or something. And so it's really important to be on top of that. I'm, you know, it's also the time when you're holding the people who you just elected accountable. So you're going to their town halls and to their offices and sending them letters and letting them know what you want and what you expect and also like thanks if they do something good Uh, and it's also a really good time to start thinking about who you want to recruit whether that's yourself or someone else to run for office next time is there someone who you think would be amazing on city council or who you think Mm. should think about running for house of representatives and then are you going to them and saying hey i really think you should run you know we know that it takes I think it's three as maybe five, maybe more to, for women to say yes. Uh, it's more difficult for people of color uh, because the likelihood of being able to raise money and get endorsements, et cetera, is much more difficult if you're a person of color, especially if you're a woman of color. And so are you thinking about, oh, you know what? I had to vote between two like shady people for that one office. And I really want someone good because this is really important. And so, you know, I, I, but there's this woman who's always leading marches in our community and she's incredible. And I think she does really good work and she understands the issues on the ground. I'm going to ask her to run, but then also say that I will support her and will help raise money and will help her like be part of her campaign. So, you know, we, we have the power. We're the only ones who have the power to shape what our democracy looks like. And in the quote unquote off years, which don't exist, it's the time to actually do that work. Can we talk about voter suppression and maybe for someone who's still kind of learning about what it is, give a, give a, I don't want to say general overview because that sounds um, <laughs> like it's not, a, not treating it like a big deal, but what, what does voter suppression look like? What does it mean? And what can someone listening do if they want to make voting equitable as it should be? First of all, general overview, totally fair fair way to, to okay, uh, put okay. it. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, you know, voter suppression just in a nutshell is anything that is done on any level to prevent people from voting who otherwise would have the right to do so. I'm so, you know, for instance, my organization helps people get IDs. There are 36 states that require ID to vote, but over 21 million eligible voters in this country who don't have ID. And ID, for any of us who've ever been to the DMV, not super easy to get. And so we work with a lot of people who are experiencing homelessness, who are returning citizens, who have low or no incomes, who are domestic violence survivors or survivors 
of natural disasters, people living in all sorts of circumstances where they don't have photo ID, but they also don't have the money that it takes to get one. They don't know how to get the documents required. They don't have transportation to the DMV, et cetera. Um, and we have to go through a lot of steps and it's actually expensive and takes a lot of work to help people get those IDs. And so creating a law that requires people to have IDs to vote when there is absolutely no basis for it based on any study whatsoever, like voter fraud's not a thing, um, means that you're preventing millions and millions, tens of millions of people from voting who otherwise would be able to do so. Um, it's also, you know, when you look at voter purging, uh, which is when states decide that someone hasn't voted in, you know, the last two elections or whatever they decide. And so they're just going to remove them from the voter rolls. They're going to unregister them. And so then you have to go and actively register again, but you may not know that you were unregistered because you've always been registered. Uh, you know, there's also things like when for returning citizens, this every state has different rules for who can and cannot vote during and after incarceration. Um, and in many states, if you have committed a felony, you're never allowed to vote again, even if you've served your time and you've you've you know come back to being an, a citizen in in your state, you're still not a full citizen, right? And that's voter suppression. And so there's so many different things, but there's also little things like, you know, there's a lot of misinformation put on the internet, specifically often targeted towards uh, black and brown communities uh, where they try to tell people like, oh, election day is Wednesday the 4th. Or did you know that you can text um, to vote, right? Which these are real things. They're like things to try to stop people from voting or police will park cop cars um, at polling places of people in black and brown communities. So there's all sorts of different things that are that are done to try to scare people from voting, to try to prevent them from voting, uh, or to you know to make voting as difficult as possible so that uh, those particular people don't. We have a huge problem in this country with discrimination against people with disabilities at mm. the polls. Um, so you know there are I could I, I could go on forever and ever and ever because we do a lot to suppress the vote in this country. But basically, uh, there are we in this country make voting very very difficult for the vast majority of people, and that is voter suppression. Hmm. How can we how can we fight voter suppression in this country? I think one of the first things is to really, you know, raise awareness and have everyone understand that people are having different voting experiences, depending mm -hmm. on where you are, where, you, you know, where you live, um, all of that. I mean, uh, there were 800 polling locations closed along the southeastern seaboard in 2016. And so um, these are when polling locations like that close, it causes inconveniences, inconvenience for voters. And also, um, you know, people may not know where they're supposed to go afterwards. There's all sorts of um, all sorts of issues. And I think this year, one of the things people can proactively do is we know that there is a national poll worker shortage and that it is going to be hard to keep these in-person polling locations open unless a new generation of voters, well, yes, voters, but also a um, new generation of people steps up. Over 60% of the people who are currently poll workers are 60 and over. Well, when that happens this year because of COVID, um, they're at higher risk and many aren't wanting to man the polls anymore. And I understand that. I think that's a completely understandable thing. But now we need a younger generation to um, step up and safeguard the democracy by uh, working as poll workers. So that's one thing people can do to help keep locations open. Um, I think people can call out voter suppression tactics when they see them um, and, you know, become 
become an advocate. Kat, what else do you think people can do? Yeah, I mean, there are a million things. You know, first of all, the most important thing is to start in your own community, right? If 100% of us made sure that our friends and family voted, then we would all be voting. So does everyone in your immediate community, your friends, your family, whatever, do they all know how to request an absentee ballot if they could do that or how to like where they're voting and if they're early, early voting is an option, how they're getting there. Does everybody have a ride? Does everybody know what sources to look for to figure out what's on their ballot, which could be really confusing, right? Like, are you, does everyone have an ID? Are you making sure that everyone in your immediate community has what they need to vote? And that's the most important thing is you can work and just, you know, know like, oh, you know what? My grandmother's really high risk and she can't leave the house, but I I live in a state where I can drop off ballots for her. So I'm going to go pick hers up and drop it off to make sure that her vote is counted, but she doesn't have to risk herself. So, you know, we really need to make sure that we're taking care of our own communities. And then look at organizations that are serving your communities that are trying to get out the vote that are trying to do it locally um, and sign up to help. You know, there are all sorts of organizations that are working locally in their own neighborhoods, in their own towns, trying to make sure that people have rides, that people have translation services, that people have whatever they need. Um, And then, you know, I think Andrea's point about just sort of calling things out, like see what's happening. You know, um, 866-HOUR-VOTE is the Lawyers Committee Election Protection Line. It is an incredible, incredible resource. If you are anywhere in the country and you see, you know, something happening to someone at the polls, someone being able, being prevented from voting or someone being discriminated against, then call 866-HOUR-VOTE and support uh, and report it, right? So like, you know, be aware of what the rules are. You don't know that, you know, we had a big problem during the primaries where people all across New York City were being asked for ID to vote, but it's not a voter ID state. So know what the rules are in your state so that if that happens, I have a lot of friends who um, have disabilities who are frequently asked for ID at the polls when no one else around them is. And so you can be that ally to say, actually, you don't need ID to vote here, right? And make sure that you know that, that you stand up for people. Um, And, you know, in the in-between years... Go to board of elections meetings. The, you know, think, pay close attention to who you're voting for for secretary of state or who is, if they're appointed, who you're voting for for governor who's appointing secretary of state. Cause those are the people who are in charge of voting in your state. Um, and you know, we lost a big chunk of the Voting Rights Act in 2013. Uh, there's a new Voting Rights Act. It's not perfect, but it's better than what we have that has passed the House of Representatives. Depending on who wins Senate and who wins presidential election will depend on whether or not we can can pass new federal voting regulations and protections. So pay attention to what your Senate candidates are saying about voting. Um, ask them about it if they're not saying anything. And, you know, after the election, call your members of Congress and tell them, I really want this act passed. It, well, it's H.R. 1. It had a different name, but I, I believe now they've named it after John Lewis. Um, but, you know, push for federal federal protections to voting as well. Um, before we wrap up, do you both have names of other organizations that are doing good work in this area besides your own that people could get involved in and or donate to? Well, I mean, definitely donate to vote.org and spread the vote. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, so I would say like the Lawyers Committee is incredible and they're always looking for election protection volunteers. I'm um, so that's 
I, that I think is, is a place you should definitely go. Campaign Legal Center is really good. They do, they fight, uh, for a lot of different voting rights and particularly are really good about fighting for uh, the right of returning citizens to vote. I'm so definitely, I recommend Campaign Legal Center. There are also a lot of just great, uh, uh, local orgs. Chicago Votes is really incredible. Uh, the Virginia Civic Engagement Table is doing a lot of really great, uh, sort of rapid response electoral work in Virginia right now. I'm, I mean, I could go on and on. There are a ton of good organizations. I would say NAACP Legal Defense Fund, NAACP Youth and College Wing, um, they do a great civic uh, education program too that's really cool, led by Tiffany. So um, I would say that those are places that I would support um, as well as, of course, vote.org and spread the vote. Um, And there are a lot of great organizations. um, Yeah, there are so many that like we could go on forever. Well, most importantly... (laughs) Uh, another amazing resource is your podcast, which is going to be going through December 3rd, correct? So after the election, is that right? Well, we're going through whenever we get an answer on who wins the presidential election, which could be, it's not going to be November 4th, so don't get your heads up. All right, your, your, <laughs> uh, what's it, <laughs> your hopes up? Um, it will probably be several weeks. So we are, <laughs> We're hoping that it's not more than a month. We're hoping December 3rd is when it ends, but we're going to keep folks updated with what's happening and what's really going on on the ground because the chances of the media getting this right are slim to none. Uh, so we'll, we'll be right there with you, giving people the like most up-to-date information every week until we know what the final answer is. Yes, and I think that's a really good point that Kat just made. Um, you know, this year, because there's going to be an increase in... Um, in vote by mail, it's just going to take a little bit longer to count. And I think that that is okay. You know, if, if I think it's important for people to know that if there's a delay in understanding um, exactly who's won, it's because every vote is being counted. Like knowing by nine o'clock at night is not the important part. Knowing that every vote was counted is the important part. And so we should all be patient and let that process, uh, let that process run. Well, it's really been a pleasure. It's been educational. We've loved talking to you both. So thank you so much for taking the time. Um, And where can our listeners find you, find more information about the work that you do, et cetera? You can find more information about book.org from our Twitter account or our Instagram. Um, And so that is the the best place to go. We also have a Facebook account. Um, So any of those things. And if you want to volunteer at vote.org, you can just write an email to relational at vote.org, which helps we organize relational organizing, helping you go through your, um, uh, the people in your world so that you can get them to go vote. And, uh, yeah, those are the, the best places. But I was told you would also ask us about our skincare. We will. Do you want to? We will. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, love when, <laughs> I love when we don't and then we get called out. I appreciate it. Okay. This makes me feel better because I'm like, I don't want to ask. It's such an important conversation about voting. Do we really want to ask I'm about sorry. skincare? There is nothing more important than skincare. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we're we're pretty kidding. excited to share. <laughs> Although Kat is infinitely more knowledgeable about skincare. I can tell you mine. Well, I, I feel like, Kat, I've heard you mention facials a few times. So I would love to hear, I mean, Dory, right? like we would love to hear both your skincare routines, but also like any fave products that you feel the world needs to know about. 
Uh, well, first of all, get yourself a skincare fridge if you don't have one. It's one of the best purchases I've ever made in my life. I love my skincare fridge. If there's a fire, that's what's coming with me. That, <laughs> that and my, my passport. Um, I, yeah, no, can't recommend enough. And they're inexpensive. They're like 40 something dollars. Mine is pink. You can get on Amazon. It, does it yeah. live in your like bathroom skincare yeah, area? Yeah, it sits on my bathroom counter. Um, and I, inside of it, I keep everything that I want to keep cold. So, especially because before COVID, I used to travel constantly. And so I'm all of my sort of sheet masks, my serums, my, uh, pink quartz roller. I'm all of my, my, so I'm obsessed with drunk elephant and drunk elephant slay is the greatest cleanser known to mankind. And I put that in there, especially I live in LA. It gets really hot. So anything that could melt. I'm, and then all of my, so I, always just sort of collect masks and then I don't use them constantly. And so I put those in the, in the fridge too. Um, and I just stuff it full of them and like push it closed because there's too much in there. I, I'm a huge, huge drunk elephant fan. I'm a huge Innisfree fan, which I discovered in Japan last summer. And then I was like, oh my God. And then they opened one in Santa Monica. So I'm there all the time. And they have this volcanic clay mask, but it's in like a mousse can. So you just like spray it and it comes out, which is brilliant i and i'm huge on that the mask in the moose jar i love um and then lastly i mean i could go on but i i consider hair care part of skincare because it's all the same yes. and i for all of i uh, i what is this quarantine hell that we're in uh for all of quarantine i have been using briogeo like crazy yes love briogeo oh so good my hair looks great it's really sad nobody can see me because i look adorable all the time <laughs> I'm just like out here with glowing and curly hair. I'm yes, those are those are my favorite product picks. And then Kat, if somebody wanted to follow spread the vote, where do they go? Oh, <laughs> go to go to Sephora. I'll be there. <laughs> uh, so we're at spreadthevote.org. Um, at spreadthevoteus on all the socials. Um, and you can, uh, if you need an ID, you can go to. If you go to spread the vote, there's a big button that says "Need an ID." You can fill out a short form. We are now getting real close, you know, to the deadline. So if you need an ID, mm-hmm. like, let us know today, and we'll do <laughs> we'll do our best. But <laughs> we've got less than a month. Um, and, um, but we also help get IDs 365 days a year, not just for the election. So I, you can let us know about that. You can also volunteer. We have a ton of volunteer opportunities and we're about to do a big comfort at the polls, um, effort in 12 different states helping provide hand warmers and snacks and pizza and hot chocolate and whatever it will take to help people stay in the polls for long hours, um, that we'll need a lot of volunteers for. So you can, um, there's also a, a button that says volunteer on our website. Um, and I, you know, again, I will plug because we saw over half a million absentee ballots get thrown out during the primaries. There were only 300,000 thrown out in 2016. Uh, and we're seeing record numbers of people voting by mail for the fall, which means we're going to have record numbers of vote by mail ballots that are thrown out. And most of that is mm-hmm. because people don't follow the directions. So if you go to read the directions.com, we have laid it out for every state as easy as possible so that you can make sure that your ballot is counted. And for the love of God, please sign the back of your vote by mail envelope. Honestly, that's the mistake most people make. And <laughs> then they throw out your ballot. Sign the back of the envelope. I'm begging you. Just sign it. Read the instructions. All right. And I'm ready to tell you guys my skincare regime. Okay. Yes! We are ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just have two things, though, that I love that I'm really excited about. One is just rosehip oil. I just use rosehip oil on my face from, and I just grab it from the grocery store and it, it works wonders. I used to do all these like, crazy things, um, try all this different stuff out on my face and then it would just break out. And then I just started using rosehip oil and that was a secret. And then 
Um, for a body polish, my biggest, the, the biggest thing that's helped me through quarantine is just that Coco Rosé by, what is that, Herbivore? And it's just because it smells so amazing. So um, it smells just like light hint of rose in the air and it's gorgeous. So those are, those are my two recommendations. This is a body polish that would you use in the shower? Sure. <laughs> I hope so. That's where I've been using okay. it. <laughs> but it's really nice. Uh, that sounds amazing. I don't think I've ever it tried that amazing. one. Mm, mm, mm. Do you have a rosehip? You do you have a rosehip oil brand, like a specific brand that you recommend? That is a great question. I do get the same one every time, but now I'm trying to think off the top of my head. It's in like a little red um, container. Um, who makes that? Oh, here it is. Yeah, Trilogy. Trilogy. Okay. Well, I'm going to be doing some googling. I'd never heard of Slay by Drunk <laughs> Elephant. <laughs> Slay is the best. Amazing. It's a great name. Truly, it was so, so great talking to both of you. Thanks for having us. I'm really, I'm really glad we got to discuss skincare. You've made me remember (laughs) that that is also very important to talk about. We always have it on our, on our list of questions. And then like, especially when we're talking to people who are talking about very serious things, we just kind of, I don't know. I think we just kind of feel like, oh, they, don't, they probably don't want to answer this frivolous I mean, question. You take your face with you every day. No matter what happens in the election, you're still going to have your face and skin on it. I mean, we hope. Let's see. Look, who yeah, knows? True, in nuclear true. War. You know, so like it's it's so important. And I think we have this tendency to trivialize things about, you know, like beauty or fashion, but they're critical. How you look and the health of your skin is like, that's I your feel. health. And, you know, having makeup and clothes that make you feel good, et cetera, that's what makes you feel powerful and willing to leave the house and ready to do your best work. It's all incredibly important. Well, honestly, I'm trying to get out of 2020 without too much in the way of extra wrinkles. So I like exactly. put the rosehip oil <laughs> on my eyes. Oh, oh. Like, in the areas like that I stretch my eyes a lot. So I put it in that little area. And I'm probably supposed to like right where I stretch my eye where that little wrinkle could come in. I'm like, oil, that'll make it a little bit better. And I'm trying not to let... Um, 2020 changed me too much and so <laughs> this becomes this becomes really important there's now also just concealer that sits next to my computer uh-huh. oh, nice. big time nice, i'm nice, there too nice. well um thank you all so much for coming on the show and for the work that you do it's so great to connect with you and your your podcast has been a, a real salve during this time so thank you yeah well thanks thank so much for, for having us. thank you for having us on this yeah. has been wonderful of course You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad, they're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I know. Visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel. I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed, 
They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting-edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. I mean, I I feel like they lived up to our lofty introduction. Yeah, I really loved getting to talk to them because... Me too. I feel like it can get so kind of overwhelming and discouraging during an election. And also, I often have the mindset that like when the election's over, the work is done. Yes, totally. And I just loved how they were like, there's no off cycle. Yes. It doesn't exist. And I feel like there have been... There have been people who have known this for a long time and have really focused on like state legislatures and judges and stuff like that. And it's only now that I feel like I'm waking up to the importance of these local elections. Yeah, there is so much work to do. So it it left me feeling like on November 4th, you know, after I know not all votes are going to be counted by then, but like there is still so much work to do. And I'm, it made me excited. Like their passion for civic engagement just was contagious. And I really really admire them so much. It was so great to talk to them. Me too. Me too. Well, in addition to the intention that we both have to be civically engaged, let us discuss our intentions this week because I'm dying to know if you woke up early. I didn't. This was a (laughs) massive fail. I've been, you know, what's been happening? Have you seen that meme going around that's like, it goes through like every hour of the day and it's like so exhausted, so exhausted, so exhausted. And then it's like 2 a.m. like ready yes. to party. Yes. <laughs> yes, like yes, yes. That is how I feel. I'm so tired all day. And then at like 10, I'm like, mm, okay, time to like play some Mahjong, watch another episode of whatever I'm watching, like stay up for another hour and a half and then fall asleep like just like at 11:45 which is too late for me. It is just too late. So last night Matt was like what time are you going to bed? And I was like okay, I want to be in bed at 10 and he was like okay. I'm going to check on you. <laughs> so I was in bed at 10 but then he came in to the bedroom and he was like are you playing Mahjong? And I was like, yep. He's like, this is what keeps happening. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I'm not going to play for that long. 
So I played a couple games. I got the bet one like one of my best hands ever. This won't mean anything to you or most of our listeners, but I got a closed singles and pairs hand, which I've never gotten before. So that was exciting. So I decided to quit while I was ahead. And then I was reading and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm tired. And I turned out the lights at 11, which is still not ideal, but like better than almost midnight. Yeah. So I don't know. There, I saw someone else had a tweet or something about how like they're staying, people are staying up late because they feel like they have no control over the rest of their lives. Oh, wow. And I was like, I feel yeah, that. Yeah, I feel that too. I and totally actually, I like, feel that. Like, this is like a rebellion. Yes, that, that resonates deeply. Wow. Yes. Okay. Um, and I was like, that is how I feel. The world is literally falling apart. I'm going to watch another episode of The Hookup Plan. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I do. But then I, I do wake know up and I'm mean. so tired. Um, so I don't know. So I am going to redouble my efforts, but like waking up early just did not happen this week. Yeah, that's okay. <sighs> Thank you. What um, do you have lined up for this week? So I got the edits for my book back Woo-hoo! and I need to come up with like a real schedule for um, actually doing them. So that's my intention for this week, just to come up with something that's realistic, but also a little aggressive because I have to turn, I have to, I have to turn in the revision, I think in January. Mm. Oh, also I should, I should let people know because a few people have messaged me about this. My book has officially, the publication date has officially been pushed. Oh, I noticed. Two months. I received an update on my <laughs> pre-order. Yeah. A lot of people were like, Hey, <laughs> Which was actually nice to see how many people had pre-ordered it. Um, but yeah, it's it's now coming out June 29th, which I'm totally fine with. It'll still be like a summer book, um, but it'll just give us a little bit more time to really make it good. Make it great. Make it awesome. So yes, it did get pushed by two months. Um how about you? How's well, the flossing? Oh my god, it's amazing! <laughs> wow, I I like the day after we recorded that episode, I woke up and I was like, "Fuck!" I said I was gonna floss in the morning, and I was so mad at myself. And then I did it, and then I have flossed every morning and every night, and I love it. Wow. Okay. So what what has morning flossing done for you? You know what? It's just like an extra. You're kind of getting out the stuff that you missed the night before. Okay. I, I do it before I eat even. Like I'm not even eating and then flossing the food. Oh, I would, wow. Maybe it would make more sense. I kind of tend to eat a late breakfast, like around 10 a.m. I'll have my first like I drink coffee right when I wake up, but it takes me a while to kind of like warm up my hunger, if you will. Okay. So my hunger normally kicks in like 9 30, 10, I'll make my breakfast. So I like I've been brushing my teeth kind of first thing in the morning and I, I freaking love it. Like I, I was shocked. I thought I was gonna I mean it's annoying. I don't want to do it, but my te- my ma- my teeth just it just feels good to get it all kind of cleaned out. 
Wow. I'm so excited for you. I, I was, I have to say, all you twice a day flossers out there really inspired me. You really did. That's very cool. Yeah. And shout out to the dental hygienists listening because a few have written in. I just want to say hello and thank you to you. Um, what do you have going on this week? Okay. So my intention this week is to keep reading in bed before I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that this week. I have not picked up the Nintendo Switch since I think about five days. Okay. I, I I had been doing a lot of like Nintendo Switch playing in bed. And as mm. you were t- talking about kind of pushing things past 11, I was doing that too. And then also like playing a video game on a screen and then turning it off and trying to sleep is not, it's not easy for me. No, it's not easy. But I've been reading my sexy book, The Roommate, and that has been really nice. And I'm like getting in bed at like 930 and even if I'm reading till 11, I still am kind of like, I get tired. Sometimes I close my eyes while I read, you know, that kind of like old person routine that like your parents did. Yeah. Or like I'd walk into my parents' room as a kid and they'd both be like asleep uh. with books on their heads. So I do feel like it really helps my mental health and it also just makes sleep easier to access as opposed to like if I were watching TV or on my computer. Or playing Animal Crossing. So that's my intention. And I'm going to also, Dory, when I finish this book, immediately start a new one. Because sometimes I get like mm. sad when I finish books. And then it takes me like two weeks to try again. And yada, yada, yada. Um, I love this. I should say that I am reading a book by a future Forever 35 guest that I'm really enjoying. I will leave it at that. <sighs> All right, everyone. Well, tis a pleasure. Twas a pleasure as always. Kate, I hope you have a lovely evening and go to bed early. Thank you. I hope you succeed at Mahjong, but turn it off early. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, Dory, that that just brings us to the end here, which is that Forever 35 is hosted and produced by... Dory Schaffrier and Kate Spencer and produced and edited by Sammy Junio and Sam Reed is our project manager and our network partner is Acast and we're out. Bye. Bye. Bye.